I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable where we fulfill all of your fantasy football needs. If not all of them, most of them, some of them. We fulfill an hour of talking about fantasy sports and the we means that I have with me as always Rob Langevin. What's going on, Rob? Yep, and as Kevin just said, my name is Rob Langevin and I am a certified G and a bona fide fantasy stud. And you know what, Kevin? You can't teach that. All but right. That's, but that's all I got. Yes. Yeah. I'm on the wrestling tip today, and I, I, I have a, a, a craving for, for getting hyped and, and quoting mad wrestlers today. But mm-hmm. that's probably the only one you're probably going to get, only because I, I have this, this, this love for, for Enzo Amore. So anybody out there who, who, who watches uh, wrestling, um, yeah, that just happened. And if you're <laughs> listening to it, yeah. Um, you're yeah. welcome. You I guess told, is really the important part. I mean, it do, it doesn't get realer than that. Just having a, a, a plain old jersey and just going completely uh, old school white boy and trying to sound like a certified G and a bona fide fantasy stud. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, when I was in I don't know middle school, high school. Apparently, I don't remember. <laughs> and, uh, Some school, yeah. And it was like the day everyone realized that wrestling wasn't real. And it was just like a day of mourning in the youth community. Um, I, I like when you have to preface a story and you start a story and automatically your mind goes, wow, I think I read a penthouse forum that started this way. It might have been <laughs> middle school. It may have been high school. You but know, I, but college, I got, pre-professional, professional, really at the retirement home. One of, one of those things. But I six. digress. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, uh, this is a... Big week because both of us have used our wild cards. So uh, we are preparing for match week 37 in that way. And and we'll talk about what we've done there later in the show. But of course, at the top, we have price changes. Fewer than I thought there would be this week. But uh, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Were there any ones that particularly stood out to you? You know, uh, prices up. Uh, We got Morgan, Fuchs, Sanchez, Mane, Ochoa, and Okazaki. To me... um, the people still jumping on the Ochoa and Okazaki thing is kind of weird because they're you playing missed it. it last week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, I, I know Vardy's out again, and they're playing a better tilt against United, who, by no stretch of the imagination, are an awful defensive team. Kevin, am I wrong in that? Who United? Yeah, I mean, they're they're pretty solid. I, I don't know if I think. Okazaki's going to get through there, who I do prefer of the two, although Ojoa scored two at the weekend, but he might be dealing with a, an injury. So, yeah, I'm I'm trying to avoid this match as best as I can. Yeah, I mean, 
there's there's no really great options. You know, Leicester's defense is going to nullify the United forwards, and, and I think United's forwards are uh, United's defense are going to nullify the Fox uh, forwards. That's to me, I don't understand why so many people are transferring them. I, I understand that it's an off week and people have money to burn and they're trying to hit a home run with what what they have and but it try doesn't to be even help you next week. It doesn't singles. Yeah, it doesn't. They're they're singled out for the rest. Of, it's a great MTV show, but they're singled out. <laughs> Yeah, and and not particularly great matches. I mean, you probably want to get Mares back in for that Everton match, but yeah. I mean, okay, like I'm not thrilled about it. Although the goal he scored at the weekend was very well taken. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there, there's there's no differential there for me. If there, if you wanted to differential, it was last week. Now now you're just buying into the 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 post hype of it in a bad matchup. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, you know, and the other the price up, the other price up that that's kind of questioning to me is is Sadio Mane. I mean, what are what are people seeing that he I'm didn't not even start? Yeah, he I, did I, score, which I yeah. called by the way. But yeah. he didn't even start, which we always know is a potential problem with these Southampton players, including by the way, last week. Not to brag, I needed to make one move. I could have made it in the midfield or forward to get eleven players in my team, and I said on this show that I liked Mane and Willian, who regardless of whether or not they started, both scored goals. And instead mm-hmm. of doing that, instead of listening to you with Shane Long, I took a minus four to have a complete team to bring in Graciano Pella. Doesn't even make it as a substitute. So it brought in another player that didn't play because I only had 11 players with matches. So that did not go well. How did oh, your did- team do last week? Oh, I did, I did awful. I did I did awful. Both moves I made, I brought in Welbeck and I brought in Josh King, hoping to be different from everybody mm-hmm. else. And well, Josh King he played he played well, but Bournemouth just wasn't finishing. And Welbeck didn't even I don't even think he played. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I think Giroud got the got yeah, the go Giroud, in that. One. Oh, he got Welbeck got a whole twenty minutes. So, Woot. Yeah. So there you go. There was my. I brought two guys in to be different from everybody in my mini league, and uh, yeah, that worked out fantastic for me. I got a whole three points and took a minus four to get them in, so I so I could, uh, yep. you know, all that attack. Um, but yeah, so that worked out awful. What um, what, uh, what points did you end on? I think I ended like thirty six points. It, oh. it was all. It was bad. It was I ended really on forty seven. I think you were around the average. Yeah, if yeah, memory yeah. serves, it was right around there. <laughs> I somehow managed to get all green arrows with forty seven points. I, I thought that, you know, uh, we had had a couple people mention to us on Twitter that the average was probably going to be low because some people weren't going to field complete teams. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt pretty awful about 47, especially having the three Spurs guys up against West Bromwich Albion. Now, we know Albion can turn in these kind of performances. Mm-hmm. That's not surprising. It's just they've been doing it less consistently than in years past. Although I do think they're still like top five in clean sheets by the end of the year, which isn't surprising by any stretch. It's just it never felt like they were that team you really wanted to jump in on this year the way they had in, in past years. But they really let me down. Like I said, Pella on zero, Siggy on two. I wasn't able to shift him out because of the Nazri injury. The only one that really, really worked for me was Moreno, who despite conceding two goals, gets two assists mm-hmm. to really bolster himself. But the Huth Simpson double up for the last week, I'll have it, got 11. But other than that, yeah, not not tremendous. 47 points. Like I said, we both used our wild cards. We'll talk about that later. But while we're getting into these double game weeks, and by these, I mean not this week, this is match week 36, but for next week, because we're both using our wild cards to prepare for that week. I thought it'd be interesting if we went through the teams with doubles 
and said which three we'd like to have from those teams. Because some of them, there are more than three. Some, there are less than three. But if we give them three options from each club that we prefer, you and I, we tend to be fairly agreeable on the show because we're actually friends. But I'm sure we have some differing opinions. And now that I've let off with saying we're going to have different opinions, watch us name all of the same players. (laughs) But uh, we'll start off with your club, Chelsea. If you had to pick three Chelsea players with this double game week coming up, who would you go with? Uh, I'd go with uh, Willian, Fabregas, and I'd probably pick a probably pick a defender. I'd probably pick either Aspilicueta. You know what? I probably go. I might go three across the middle because I think Chelsea throws a wrench in there and maybe go. I, I'd pick the hyphen, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Yeah, to get a little price price uh, saving in there. Yeah, I'd go Willian Fabregas. No surprise there. Fabregas has been looking much better towards the end of the season. Hazard's just too expensive, but I am impressed with what he's doing. Willian's been my boy all year. I had him in draft from day one, um, and then Cost is my third one. I, I just don't love the matchups for Chelsea's defense. But they, they yeah. could do well. You never know. Like we were just talking about Albion. The talent is there for this Chelsea defense. And you could make an argument that they're better with Begovic behind them based on Courtois' recent form. Obviously Begovic in because of the suspension. Although I do think he started for Courtois one time as a healthy scratch. But Yeah. I, I think I think Pato gets a, gets one of the two games. That's interesting. That's a good shout. I like that. Um all right, so on to Everton. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't own anyone. To, I mean, seriously, don't. But if you want to make bad life choices that are not advised or, or rewarded by the FPL roundtable, the order I'd go with is Lukaku, Barkley, and Robles. But I cannot stress enough how much you shouldn't have any of them. Lukaku, I will allow it 30%. The rest of them, please do not do that to yourself. Yeah, uh- Please run away from the Everett, Everton team. Uh, if, if I'm going to pick three guys from there, I'm going to pick three guys that don't ever play. I'm going to go with uh, Holgate, uh, <laughs> Leon Osman, and uh, Pinar. Just so they don't mess up your team. Jesus <laughs> Do you remember when Tottenham bought Pinar from Everton? Yeah. Had him for six months and then yep. sold him back at a $2 million price rise? Yeah. That was amazing. That was a really, really fun time. Was that in the same year that they had the the uh, World Cup in his home country? Is that what? Yeah, yeah, that, it was. That, and and we also signed. Oh man, Spurs fans are gonna kill me because there was like an in joke about how he was like the savior of. Oh man, I'm actually gonna look this up. It's actually worth this to me. It was a center back from South Africa, and yeah, it was Daniel Levy being like, "We have two South Africans," mm-hmm. and we really didn't at all. Um, yeah. So, so now, now that we covered Chelsea and Everton, uh, we'll go. We'll go to. We'll jump into Norwich because they're they're kind of a another blah team that you probably really shouldn't invest anybody in. Mm. Um, you know, I I'd probably pick their goalie only because there's no there's nobody else really that you really want to own. I mean, could you trust anybody in the midfield when they're all pretty pretty much like all saltine crackers? They're all basically yeah. the same tasting, flavored. You know, you got the Redmonds and the Johnny House, and he's still my boy, even though he's yeah. tremendously average. But you he's know? been as good as the other ones, which is yeah. all I promised. And, and, and a forward there, you're not bringing in. You're not bringing in uh, Dio Mercy or uh, it, Bamford. Um, yeah, that really didn't work. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, Patrick Bamford. He he's he was hyped like he was the next Kevin De Bruyne. And he's falling on his face more than Charlie Brown trying to kick a football. <laughs> Do you remember when this happened with Josh McEachern as as well? 
Yeah, he was yeah. like he was so so supposed to be the next big thing, and it just never ever worked it, out. It, the, the names that are on the list are pretty bad. Scotty Sinclair was the same way. Scotty Sinclair was pimped very highly when he was coming to up. To be fair, the- he did really well for Swansea in his yeah. two years there before yeah. moving on to City yeah. for massive money, before moving to Aston Villa and their dysfunctional nonsense. I mean, but he was but he was touted as being the next big guy, like the next big English guy, like you know, yeah. But, but, I mean, I mean the, we're break, we're breaking news here that Chelsea squander their youth talent. But. Oh, totally, totally. They ship <laughs> they ship so many people out, and then they 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 bring in higher priced talent, and then they're like, oh well, we don't have a spot for you, so goodbye. I mean, yeah, Bungani Kumalo, by the way. There you go. Was the South African center. Kumalo the headhunter? Yeah, that Tottenham brought in uh, and never even got a little bit of a sniff at first team football. Yeah. All right. Um, other teams that uh, are of importance. Liverpool still have Europa League to contend with. I know you're a little bit gun-shy on that. The three that are actually in my team right now with my wild card, Romino and Moreno, who I already had, and I brought in Sturridge for Aguero. You know, I, I we, we said early on that you might want to dump Aguero, and he's played well enough that most people will hold on to him, which is actually why I'm encouraged to drop him. Because as you're trying to climb up the ranks, I think it's important. And Surge isn't some, like, miraculous uh, call by me. Like, look out, Daniel Sturge might score goals. Um, but that's the way I think I'm, I'm going at the moment. If you had to pick three Liverpool guys, despite knowing there will probably be some rotation, who would you roll with? Uh, I'd probably get the mainstay. I'd probably get Moreno, because you know he's probably going to play. Um, and then I'd probably pick Sturridge as well. Uh, rotation be damned. I think he. I think he breaks through that only because well, with I th- no Origi. Who else yeah, is gonna go? yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you know the, the the old debate of Coutinho Firmino. Firmino comes comes out again between us, and you know uh, I'm probably always going to be right with this, so I'll take Philippe Coutinho. <laughs> and I will always take Roberto Firmino, who does have more points and more goals recently. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I do. But like you said, I don't trust. The for for defense and if you want to bring in Mignolet as your second keeper, sure. But Wait, like it'd the, be hard to after this last week. Like if you're thinking about like loading up on and trying to be different with Milner and Lalana and you know if you want to bring in uh, Ojo, anybody, anybody, uh, think twice, please. Oh, what's Ojo's price? It actually might be a. Sneaky. It's probably like it's probably like four four. Yeah, that might that might be a sneaky one. I actually like that. Um. <laughs> All right, for Manchester United, my list, David De Gea, Chris Smalling, and Rashford slash Fosu Mensa, just kind of depending on where you need to save the point and how comfortable you are in those positions. Mm-hmm. You have any love for Martial? He kind of screwed people the last time around. Yeah, no, I'd probably be, I would be De Gea, Smalling, and I'd probably keep it defensive, and I'd probably bring in, in Fosu Mensa. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I am looking at right now on my team uh, because of some forward stuff, which is another thing we'll get to in a minute. Um, Sunderland, I think we both like Defoe. The other two I have, Kasri, Patrick Van Anholt. Sunderland have been woeful defensively this season, but this is in that period where Sunderland start getting results, as they've been showing recently three clean sheets in the last three. Yeah, you know what Sunderland remind me of right now? You, you know that scene, you ever seen the movie Van Helsing? Yeah. 
when, when, the, when the fright when the monster says i want to live yeah that's that's what sunderland is doing right now <laughs> and they do it every four, four cleans in their last five uh you know i i differ on my sunderland guys i I'd, I'd be different only because the price is a little bit different i know van einhold is probably their best defender hmm. but i'd probably go jonas kobel uh, I'd probably, even if you want a different goalie, then probably what everyone's going to go with, with De Gea and Gomis for their goalies. Because um, they, they both have doubles. We still haven't gotten into them yet. We haven't gotten to Wofford yet. But Monone is, is a decent is a de- decent get for a goalie, mm. uh, for your second goalie behind saves, De Gea. He has yeah, to. absolutely. He's got the most saves over the last six weeks, I believe. Four weeks. But anyway, um, yeah, so Col- uh, Giannis Kobel, uh, Monone is a good tout. And then, you know what? We trashed him a lot on this show, but you know he qualifies as a defender, and you could fit him in there. How about Jan Kirchkov? Yeah, well, the thing is, he was an awful center back, but yeah. ever since they've moved him up into that Dyer esque role, well, is wait is is, is is he in the Dyer role? Or is Dyer yeah. in the Kirchhoff role? Oh, interesting. I'm going to say that since Dyer was there first and is actually good at football, that it's the Dyer role. Um, Did Dyer ever play for Bayern? No. <laughs> Hey man, you can't you can't use that after it being the reason you trashed me on thinking no, he'd be no. good in the first place. Yeah, yeah. but but Wabi Kazri and Defoe are all good shots. I I'm completely. If anybody wants to anybody listen to this, they want to know my strategy. I'm going. I love Sunderland. I'm getting three to Sunderland players for the dub, for the double game week for price reasons. Is for price good? reasons, and that I think that there's a differential there that not everybody is gonna jump on that wagon to be like, oh, you know, I trust Sunderland for, for week 37. And even if you buy them now, they have an okay matchup. Stoke is is backpedaling right now. They're floating on the door. Uh, you know, Rose is floating on the door, and Jack is drowning next to her. <laughs> um, but but Sunderland, with with the game, you know, home against Everton and home against Chelsea, I mean, yeah, they're gonna, they might give up some goals to Chelsea, but... I can see them blanking Everton. Everton sucks. I mean, yeah. I'm so I'm I'm sorry for everybody in Liverpool and is a, is a Toffee fan, but Everton sucks. I'm sorry, they suck. Mar- I mean, Martinez really, really has to go. I mean, the last game I saw where Everton was playing, they, they were playing. Oh, it was the Liverpool game. It was the the Derby, the Derby match. Uh, they they were screaming, you know, "F you, Mar- Martinez!" As, as loud as possible could be, and they had to like turn off the microphones on the game. So. Mm. That tells you everything you know need to know about people in the same town as the same team, what, yeah. what they feel about the manager. Also, I'm not going to get into this on this show. It's not what you came here for, but I am really pleased for the Justice for the 96 campaign finally coming yeah, through. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's Cheers. huge news for football. So, Cheers um, if they got it right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, hopefully this brings some kind of consolation to to the families that have had to deal with that for the better part of 30 years, which is just insane. All right, like I said, don't want to dwell on that, but congrats to them for finally getting justice there. Uh, moving on to Watford, you alluded to it already. Gomez is probably in my top three for players you have to bring in. He's the, he's the only guy on that whole team I, you could own, I think. I don't know. See, I'm, I'm starting to get a little itchy. And it's, okay. So I, I like Defoe, obviously. Tottenham Roots, he scores the off goal. I'm kind of eyeing up Troy Deeney. Agallo, remember I, I said like a month ago that I'd look at Agallo this part of the season. Yeah. Been awful. Just well, no, I, he's not even yeah. getting shots on target. It's been really poor. But Deeney has been showing a little bit more life. I don't know. It, just just an interesting idea. And if you're going to pick a defender, I'd go Cathcart. Yeah, because you, you know he start. He, I know he plays. Yeah, Everybody they gets, rotate a lot. but you They know rotate a ton. 
And nobody in the midfield is even useful. I mean, if you're going to look for Little anybody in the midfield. midfielders. Yeah. I mean, ben, ben Watson is the only guy because he takes set pieces and he takes cross, he takes the corners. I mean, that's that's about it. You know, Suarez, uh, what's his name? Sanchez? Mario Sanchez? Sanchez? Oh, Mario Suarez. Suarez, that's yeah. it. Mario Suarez, he, you, he, when he was brought in, in in the transfer window, I thought he was going to come in and take over as a as a playmaker role, and he just hasn't nope. it hasn't facilitated <laughs> at all. Um, you you brought up uh, our, my boy Igalo. I, I went deep in searching for some stats for yeah, him. Yeah, right. I, could, I could tried like, to rationalize it. <laughs> he said two points are under every game since February. Uh, his last ten point affair was before Christmas. Yeah. Or he had he's had one ten point affair since Christmas. Oh that, yeah, that was the week right before I dropped him. Yep. Going to assist or two. Yeah, and I captained him. That went really well. And then I captained him the next week and it did not go as well. All I, right, uh we're wrapping it up here with West Ham now. This is one of the most interesting ones, because you could honestly have six or seven of these guys. Yeah. Uh, obviously not in your team at once. That's not how the game works. But cheater, in terms of cheater, cheater, pumpkin. <laughs> but in terms of them being good enough to be in your team, the three I've gone for are Payet, Cresswell, and Lanzini. I really wanted to get Adrian in there instead of De Gea, but you can't beat Lanzini's four nine in the midfield for me. Mm-mm. Uh well, well, you can because his name's Michael Antonio. But okay. <laughs> oh, did I did I say that wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Because my, my three would be Cresswell, Antonio, and Payet. I'm not even looking at Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll, I, yeah. I, he's one of those players that I, I look at and I'm just like, yeah, maybe, no. Here's just, the problem is you'd hate yourself if you got it wrong. Because yeah, you would have been like, I knew better and I did it anyway. Yeah, I, I just can't do it. But the difference between Lanzini and Antonio is completely night and day, and I, I would like to, I'd love to argue with it. This is basically like I'm the Coutinho and you're the F- Firmino again, but that's yeah. okay. Well, we can go well, ahead. And talk. Okay, my issue with Antonio is that he often gets deputized at right back, okay. which limits his effectiveness, and Lanzini's cheaper. That's that's all it is. They're both as likely to pop up with a goal or an assist, and okay. Lanzini's cheaper. That's that's what it comes down to me. It's it's like the debate we had with John Wallen about Erickson and Ali. Mm-hmm. They're both good, but Ali's going to give you about the same production at a cheaper price. So why bother? True, good point. That's a good point. I'm not going to agree with it, but do me a favor. <laughs> do me a favor, Kev. When you have when you have a second, yeah, go all look through every player, every player's stats since Christmas. Mm. Tell me one player who's had more five point and above games than Antonio. Damn it! But well, the key is that five, right? Five and above. Five and above is more. Five is not a minimum game. Right, is but, it, is it, but how is many it, times has he hit ten? I mean, I'm not going to put you on the spot like that because I doubt you have it up. But but how many times has he gone over five? Right, I, I see what you're saying. He's a, he's a very productive player. He has a very high floor. If mm-hmm. you, you you'll forgive the baseball terminology, he's he's done it eleven times since Christmas. That's pretty impressive. So Christmas was what Magic eighteen, mm-hmm. seventeen, then, eighteen. Yeah, so twenty. 11 out of 20 weeks, he's gotten... Five plus. It's not That's, bad. It's pretty good consistency. It's not bad. Yeah, no, no I, I see where you're coming from. Oh, I, 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 I assume swirl Lanzini, my spoon in that oatmeal all day. <laughs> I assume Lanzini is slightly less owned. Just guessing. Yeah, I would I'd probably... He's at, he's at 2 one and do, I think he's at three, three change, probably. Oh, so that's, that, that's negligible. Fair enough. Well, you know, we can like different players on this show. No. <laughs> no, 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 we can't. No, we can't. You go, you go to your room. 
I want the I want the right Twix. You can have the left Twix. Hey man, but left Twix scoops their nougat or whatever that commercial <laughs> says. <laughs> um all right, uh any any further thoughts on this before we head into starts and sits? Um no. I mean, I sent you that little picture that I uh that I came across on the interwebs about the uh percentages of people who had uh Wild card, yeah. triple captain. I thought I thought it was pretty interesting. Hold on, let me see if I can get it up real quick. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Got it. Okay, uh, wild card. Uh, these are chips still available. Wild cards are at ten point three percent. Triple captain at forty point nine percent. Bench boost at twenty one point nine percent, and all out attack at twenty eight point three percent. And on average, people have one chip remaining. Yep. And both of us have three. three. We're using the wild cards. Uh, so, I still have so we bench don't. boost and triple captain. Oh, those are the ones you have as well. Yeah, same. We have the same exact thing. I yeah, talked yeah. you into it. Next thing, I'm going to put you in a purple jumpsuit with black booty. <laughs> All right, we talked about this, and I should have triple captain Aguero, but you only know that after it's happened. So mm-hmm. that, that was just a, a tough one to take. All right, and break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Great. So now we are back for start sit, which for some reason in my notes is written as start start. I'm not you, sure. What's you do going that. With my you life. do that a lot. Yeah. It's not the first time you've done that. Maybe I have a condition. I don't. I don't know what that's all about. Okay. So for my start start slash start sit, um, I'm going to do a bit of a comparison between different forwards. This also leans towards 37 because some of the matchups this week aren't great, really, aside from Deeney. Mm-hmm. But you have Deeney, Rashford, Defoe, all in the same group. I'll throw in Carroll, who's a little more expensive, but he's also been a little bit more productive. So mm-hmm. ratio-wise, they're all in about the same spot. So you have Deeney on 5.2 with one goal, six shots on target, three points per game. Mm-hmm. Aston Villa, Liverpool, Norwich, Sunderland. So three bottom five defenses. Mm-hmm. Plus Liverpool, who sometimes show up to defend and other times can just be awful. Or defend for like 60 minutes. <laughs> right, and then just go go away. They go all Jurgen. Right. So I, I like Dini as kind of the contrarian play of this group of contrarian plays. What I found really interesting when I was researching Rashford, who's on 4-7, and Defoe, who's on 5-2, is... In their last five games, they both have two goals. They both have five shots on target. They're both averaging four points per game over their last five matches. So then are, they both, looking, are they both Capricorn? 
Are they both Catholics? <laughs> um, yeah, and weirdly, both of their first loves were named Emily. It's it's really shocking. Emily, Although, Emily Defoe can't remember when he was Rashford's age. <laughs> but um, Defoe so, thinks he's still in Toronto. <laughs> yo, that worked out super well for, for uh, Sunderland, swapping Defoe for... Josie Altador. Josie Altador. Man, I was all in on that Altador hype train. We used to have Hugh Wizzy on this show, and, and he had just interviewed him. And so me and him were having a huge, Altador is going to score 20 in the Premier League. which uh, In how many years? <laughs> well, we were going for one. Yeah. Did he score before he left? I think he had probably. He had to have. Right. I mean, he, he missed a sitter this week from the game I saw from the highlights sure. of the MLS, which really isn't. By the way, he's the anti-Rooney. He actually plays well for his country while playing awful for. He's his not club. really that good. He's not even that really good for the U.S. Uh, he's better than he is for his clubs. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so the Rashford Defoe thing is really close. It's really on a knife edge. So it's which defenses do you think are scarier? For me, it's probably United's run with Leicester, Norwich, West Ham, and Bournemouth. Leicester and West Ham both have top ten defenses. Bournemouth can show up on their day. Mm-hmm. If you look at Defoe's run next week, well, not next week, but the second part of match week 37, the Chelsea match, they will have probably beaten Tottenham without Ali. There will be nothing left for them to do in the season. Everton have turned off for the season. Watford have turned off for the season and reportedly today have sacked Kike Sanchez-Flores, which is nuts because two months ago we were talking about on the EPL roundtable how he could be up for manager of the year. Because Watford were never close to being relegated, which is as big a compliment as you can give a recently promoted side. Yeah. But apparently they're all turning on everyone. So I like Sunderland's matchups better. Um, but, well, well, not not but. <laughs> that makes it sound like I disagree. Uh, and Defoe is a lock in that starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Rashford could get messed around. With Martial and, and Rooney both up for it. Uh, and then Carroll, like I said, more expensive on 6-4. Six, six goals, 11 shots on target. That includes the hat-trick, obviously. Against mm-hmm. Arsenal, 7.6 points per game. Albion, Swansea, United, and Stoke. I think United will have fallen out of that Champions League race. But with City having to continue to deal with the actual Champions League, nil-nil against Madrid was a decent home result. means... Madrid don't get an away goal, but now you're going back to Madrid. They get Ronaldo back. You don't love that, even though they only need a draw. So, I don't know. Like you said, I'm iffy on Carroll. I think of this breakdown, I'd lean to foe, but I think you could really make a case for any of them. Yeah, anybody in that, that lower-tiered price bracket, Defoe, Dini, uh, Rashford, all, any, of the, any of the three are good gambles because, you know what, like you said – it's not. Really, it's a gamble to, that anybody's going to play a double anyway. Uh, I think the, the scare of Liverpool is they shocking everybody into the double game week. You know conundrum of who do I bring in because oh they might sit. And they did it last time, which which yeah. will be fresh in people's minds. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you you kind of have to just go with your gut here. Uh, I, if if there's a good tiebreaker, look at the one that's transferred in least and go with that one. Because yeah. you have a little bit of a differential. Yeah, I have a feeling that Defoe would, will be the most brought in. But yeah, oh, definitely. You can't ignore the fact that there are England fans that think Carroll is much better than he is. So okay. just just keep an eye on that. And and people might pick Rashford because they think United's attack is great, even though it's only 11th best in the league. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think we're both leaning to foe there. Uh, in the midfield, <laughs> as I bragged before earlier, last week's picks of Mane and Willian ended up going pretty well. And now that I've put a lot of unnecessary pressure on this pick, I really like Yannick Bolasi this week. Uh, I've mentioned for, for a few weeks now that his underlying stats continue to imply he, he should be getting more goals and more assists. He did score against Arsenal last time out. Uh, in this match, he'll be up against a central midfielder who is a former left back, currently being deployed at right back in Vernon Anita, who has been decent at filling in for, for Daryl Yanmot, but he'll be defending on his weak foot against Balassi, who's one of the most unpredictable and dual-footed players in the league. So I don't really think that that'll go well for Anita, so I think Balassi has a really good shout against Newcastle, who have fought back in games, but they're still letting in goals, so you aren't worried about that. The other one that just continues to blow my mind is how much people have just dumped Otzel. I, I know in the official game he hasn't done much for you. He's still creating four chances per game, which can be a little misleading because the forward options are struggling, but that could flip around really quick against Norwich, who I don't think will have Tim Closa back, and they have the fourth worst defense in the league, and they have to attack. Like, draws do them no good, so they're going to have to be pulled out much more than they have been a lot this season. So I, I think that that may be kind of a don't overthink it Otso could still contribute this week uh, and for defenses Arsenal Palace and West Ham yes Leicester maybe it's not a great week for defenses no it's 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 really not which is why uh, if you're looking at a, a defense and I'll start there um, if you're looking at defense and you don't have the the option of having a wild card look for look for guys to bring in that are going definitely have a double next week and that's why I'm going with the Sunderland guys I mentioned it before. I'm going with Jonas Kobel, or, or and if you want to be a little bit different, go with Jan Kirchhoff. I like Kirch- Lumina Kone as well. It is like a sneaky, sneaky one, but yeah, he hasn't yeah, done I much mean, thus far. But. There, there, there are tons of differentials with the Sunderland defense, which is why you can't really go wrong. Ex- anybody but Van Einholt. Everybody's going to be bringing in Van Einholt for the double. So anybody of of Kobel, Kirchhoff, Kone, yeah, good for you. Uh, through the midfield. Um, I'm going with Mikhail Antonio. You're bringing in a guy with a double next week. He, he's got a decent matchup with West Brom. West Brom's a little bit unpredictable. Uh, they played a little bit different away from away from home. No, at home, I'm sorry, mm. than they do on the road. But I'm not really worried. I think Antonio uh, outshines Lanzini at least. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course. And then up, up top. Uh, I had Defoe written down, but you, you already covered him. So I'll go a little bit different and... Newcastle, what are they doing with with Alexander Mitrovic? Does <laughs> He's super he, annoying. He's does, a super sub. Does he have like naked pictures of someone's mom, uh, and he's just not playing? So, uh, Papi Cisse scored last week, got seventy four quality minutes. I see him getting a start. Another goal against the Crystal Palace team that cannot stop letting in goals. Um, so yeah, th- those are my sits uh, for my. Um, those are my starts. What am I talking about? I'm, now you got me. Now going you're on, on sit sits. <laughs> now you're going. I'm on sit and sit. Uh, so my start. So my sits uh, up top. Romelu Lukaku. D- don't do it. You know, I've heard. I've heard everything about him. Excuse wise from. Oh, he's auditioning. This is the time to bring him in because he's auditioning for teams next year. No, uh, he, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, yes, he, yes, you do that, but no. 
don't you don't bring them in because that's the assumption you're 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 guessing with. Yeah. No, don't do it. 30 30.7% own this guy. The price tag is 8.7. No, invest your money elsewhere. Bring in bring in a, a higher priced midfielder than than a higher priced forward. Yeah. Um, and, and he's not playing well, which sometimes you can excuse if the players around him are playing well, but yeah. they're not playing well either. There is no upside right now. They Everton brings new terms to the term dumpster fire. But <laughs> anyway, uh through the midfield Anybody on the Liv- Liv- uh, Liverpool midfielders, you, you don't know what's going to happen know, after yeah. tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening to this now and the game's already over, get ready for it because who knows what's going to happen. Uh, I'll just go over the ownerships of the, of the, of the guys for, for Liverpool. Firmino, 13.8%. Milner, 6.5%. Coutinho, 18%. Um, those are the three top guys. Lallana's in there too. He's, he's, very, he's like 3%, 3.5%. The funny thing is, there's seven other Liverpool midfielders, and Jordan Henderson is still owned more than all seven of those. That just tells you that this game is is a dead man's paradise. Um, but yeah, Liverpool with the rotation scares the bejesus out of me. I was shunned off by it, you know, during the double week the first time, and I'm, it's going to happen again. So I'm going to go away. Yeah. And although I, if there was one, likely it'd be Firmino because he's been subbed off at the hour mark in almost every Europa League match. Yep. But you still don't love it. Yeah, absolutely. And on, on sits, I'm not going to make Kevin happy, but uh, I'll go with it. I try to pick a guy that's really highly owned or somebody who's known. So I'm going to go with Toby Alderweireld. Yeah. They're playing Chelsea, 42 point, 42% owned. You know, Dyer is iffy for this game, correct? Yeah, He's still iffy. concussion, yeah. Um, I, 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 f- I fail to see how that's not going to affect the back line because he's such a stalwart um, holding midfielder. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you own Toby, you're probably going to play him. I'm just saying, you know, it takes it takes one goal to ruin it, ruin a salad, and it's probably going to happen. I don't. Chelsea's been scoring pretty well, um, so they got 11 in their last six. So, and the Chelsea plays better at home. So, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, Toby. I know he's universally owned, and he's probably the top owned defenseman. I don't have the number in front of me. He, he probably is. It's either him or Bellerin. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the matchup, and Kevin doesn't like it either, and he's a Spurs fan, so. Yeah, and, and you know, we just poo-pooed the narrative for Everton, but I think there's a lot to the the deflation you saw in the players after the, the draw with West Brom. I think it would have been hard to get up for this if everyone was fit, if Ali was back. And with that not being the case. Ball toucher? Not particularly excited about it. He's a ball toucher. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was the stomach. I saw people saying in the groin, and I was like, "Really? No." I, I may, I may have misseen it, but he couldn't even get the first base with the guy. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, Claudia Jacob does have pretty strong beard game, but uh, yeah, chest, <laughs> chest, chest, pub, chest beard, or <laughs> man, ball, let's not get into that. Ball, uh, by the way, Alderweireld is twelve point four percent more owned than the next defender, which is go. Bellerin. So there yeah. You go. Very, very heavily owned, and and I agree with the the dire. You know, there is no actual concussion protocol in the Premier League, which they there really should be. Should be, should yeah, be, no doubt, no doubt. But um, I, I I bet you Dyer plays, but even if he does, I don't think he'll be at the same level. And Tottenham will be attacking less often without Ali being the catalyst going forward. Erickson has been much better the past few weeks. Say for the last thirty minutes of the match against Albion, but the whole, the entire team shut down. And Erickson is most effective when people are making the runs, which we weren't because they had ten men behind the ball. <laughs> which is a really easy segue to my first sit, which is Harry Kane. 
I know Chelsea's defense has been poorer than I admitted for most of the season. Uh, based on Courtois' performances, I mentioned before, I think Bekovic is actually an upgrade. But without Della Ali as kind of the change of pace player in the midfield, I think Tottenham could struggle. And on the other side, Diego Costa, who had a very poor showing last week. We mentioned this with Lukaku, that if they're having a bad week, but the people around them are playing well, maybe they'll do well. Pretty much every other attacking Chelsea player had a good week last week. Yep, Pedro. Except yep. for Costa, which was not encouraging, so I'd probably avoid him as well. As, as I said, if Dyer misses out, it could go the other way. But the, the Dyer question mark is part of the reason why I'm not shying away from Willian at all. Um, I, I know that that's not specifically what Dyer would be covering, but the runs will be easier. Willian can send him more balls. And, and if we are convinced by the Hazard turnaround, then it's possible Willian will be playing as the 10, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. um, yeah. with Pedro and Hazard on the wings. Yeah. Um, in midfield, still hate Siggy. I mean, I love him forever in my heart. Just in fantasy, he's done for the year. Also, all Manchester United midfielders, do you remember at the Summit last mm-hmm. June, July? June, July? One of those months. And we were like, don't buy any United midfielders. You'll never know. That was a great call by us. That went really well. Um, Also, uh, Mane and Tadic, we said, how can you trust which one will get the start? How can you trust what they'll do when they're actually playing? Against a rejuvenated City defense, three clean sheets in their last fives, even with City rotating. uh, I I think that their table's up at the moment, so I think they'll be able to, to shut them down. And you're going to have company probably in that game. Yeah, that's that's why I brought up rotation because, like, maybe not. But I also think probably. Yeah. Um, and defenses, I don't like United, Stoke, or Chelsea. And Tottenham's a question mark based on Dyer's health. So just kind of stay tuned uh, for the, the squad announcements on Friday to see if, if how he's listed. My feeling is that he'll have a, like, match time fitness Des- test. Decision, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't particularly like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never it's never a company thing. It's company not. thing. When you have to set your roster and that's not the first game. So right. it's, it's the last game on yeah. Monday. Yeah. Uh yeah, you don't want to be waiting and be like, well, at least I got those Dyer Alder Rose points coming up. Nope. Yeah. Um by the way, I, I don't think many people own Loris, but this is a reason to not. Yeah, totally. Um we've been kind of drowning out of us. Uh, are in particularly phenomenal moods, but any any nonsense we should get into? The NFL drafts tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah. And oh, you're, you're a Giants fan. Who are you looking at? What, what, what are you, oh, you know what? I'm hoping that they listen. They're pro- the Giants are one of the better run organizations in football. Correct? Can you agree with that? Since you're a Steeler fan, could we agree that if we include the Packers, there's not anyone better than the three of us? Yeah, totally. Cool. Um, okay, but the Giants they go with this the, the mantra of best player on the board. Yep. Usually, it always happens. That's what good teams do. Mm-hmm. If if the best player is filling a need, that's even better. I kind of hope that they go best wide receiver available and, and yeah, either go Treadwell or Doxson. Yeah, because I think they need to monopolize the fact that they that they have a top three wide receiver in the in football in OBJ and you know Eli's not getting any younger to throw targets to. Yes, he needs protection from the line, and there'll probably be two offensive linemen there. To, to to pick from if they wanted to go you know with uh, whoever's there between Stanley or the other guy if they're if they're there mm. um, but I, I kind of hope that they go for an offensive weapon I think I think they shored up their defense enough and they can monopolize enough of the depth of this draft through the second and third and fourth rounds to solidify their other holes and I, th- I think they should just take the best wide receiver available that's just my take 
Yeah, and, and just as in defense, you say you can defend the pass one of two ways, get a edge rusher or get a defensive yeah, back. Shut, shut down defender. Yeah. You can do it either way. I think the same thing works with offense, where mm-hmm. you could give Eli more time by getting an offensive lineman, or you could count on the fact that if you have Shredwell or Doxon, who are both great at the air, on the mm-hmm. opposite side of Odell Beckham Jr., they're going to be open pretty quick. So mm-hmm. it really could go um, either way there. Uh, for Tottenham, <laughs> uh, you know what? This podcast is over. Uh, it is done. over. This is over. We're you just said Tottenham for for the football. for the Pittsburgh Spurs for the, the Tottenham, Tottenham Steelers. Steelers. Jesus, so gay. Uh, do I retire now in shame? Yes, shame. What's, what's the situation now? What's what's the protocol for? Do I resign? No, just that's just do, just. No, I don't know what to do, man. Do, do do I have do I have to get like a wife to stand and be ashamed next to me at a press conference? I think you have to walk around naked like Game of Thrones. Shame, <laughs> shame, shame, ding, ding, shame. <laughs> <laughs> like just kidding, but maybe maybe a little bit seriously though. Shame. Um, for the Steelers, who are from Pittsburgh, which is where Steelers. I was born, um, I, I do think. Cornerback, I for real life almost just said center back. This is not going well. Eli Apple is the guy you want. Eli Apple. But he doesn't fit our system in any way. It's all right. I've I've seen so many people with Eli Apple. I I think what we're hoping for... Vernon Hargreaves drops? Is that Vernon Hargreaves drops or that William Jackson doesn't climb the way people think he would. Because I've I've seen Jackson up as high as like thirteen now. Thirteen, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like to the, Dolph- to the Dolphins. Whoa, yeah. like please don't. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie Alexander is an interesting one. I don't really yeah. see a load of people talking about. Also, uh, crap. Who's the the safety at Ohio State? People were like the Steelers could convert him to a cornerback. I'm like Ta- Taylor is his last name. Too. Yeah, I was like, why would we ever do that? Like, we need help now. We yeah. we, we can't be bringing in projects, and that's the problem. Uh, and fortunately, the drafts have worked out for us lately. If we draft a, a wide receiver after the third round, they turn out to be pro bowlers. I don't know how we keep doing that, but it's awesome. Um, pretty much ever since San Antonio, because then we did it with uh, Mike Wallace, and we did it with Emmanuel Sanders, and we did it mm-hmm. with Antonio Brown. And now it looks like Marcus Wheaton is finally going to be good, um, which is awesome. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that will all work out. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think we're going to go cornerback early because we can't go best available, which has been the Steelers' long-standing thing, and it's why the linebacking core was good ever since. Like, there, there was a gap after the 70s, but basically from the 90s on. Um, mm-hmm. it's It's been great with uh, Greenwood when he was there, uh, up to Joey Porter and all those guys. So, so uh, that, mm-hmm. that's what we were doing for a while. We got in Shazir, which was great yeah. for us. Jar- um, Jarvis Jones is eh. Yeah, Jarvis Jones is just a pile of potential that I'm not really yeah, sure if we're going to match yeah. anything. We went Bud Dupree last year, which was really fun. As you know, I, I'm in and out of Kentucky a fair bit, getting a Kentucky player at the Steelers. Although he was always a high upside project guy. Um, but, you know, who who better to, to work on the linebackers in the Steelers group, even though we don't have LeBeau anymore. But it was probably time for him to go anyway. But, uh, yeah, so, so that'll be interesting. I do think we're going to go cornerback. I don't think we're going to go tight end because we already brought in uh, Ladarius Green. Which is mm-hmm. a very, very different tight end than Heath Miller. Uh, mm-hmm. He's basically one of those wide receiver tight ends. Hey, we have an athlete. Yeah, uh, but but you know, losing Martavis was a big blow. But I think that that pretty much covers that. 
Yeah, he got and smoked. Then, yeah, and then we'll do, we'll do that and Sammy Coates. And uh, uh, no, it's Sammy Cortez. <laughs> Sammy Cortez. It's it's like you know Coates <laughs> from uh, yeah. yeah yeah Sebastian Coates or yeah. Sebastian Coates. Coach. Yeah, Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates. Um, all right. Well, uh, now that we've gotten the mandated ridiculousness out of the way, although even that wasn't ridiculous, that was a nah. hard hitting segment nah. on our team's draft strategies. Um, but by the way, do you think you go with a quarterback late, like uh, the guy from Oregon or something like that? I feel like you're in the same place as us. We're just like looking at your watch. Like, how long do we still have Eli slash Ben? No, I think I think we're okay with Nassib as our backup still. He's been in the system for oh, four years. Crap, yeah. So I, we are not fine with Landry Jones. Yeah, Landry <laughs> Jones. That's, that's a whole that's a whole different thing. Cutch hit three homers, which is awesome. Any any Yankees news? I, I know uh, we we are awful. Our starting pitches is awful. Luis, Luis Severino is droppable in every fantasy format. Yeah. Ugh. They're just well, disgusting. Um, I actually have some some pirates info. So all of the like ESPN guys and stuff like that are, are talking about how you know with the way Glass now striking people out in the minors, mm-hmm. which he is, yeah. he's going to be the first one to get the call. But the Pirates have Neil Huntington specifically came out and said that we're holding him back because we're keeping a pitch counter on his changeup because mm-hmm. he just wasn't throwing it, and we're not confident in his major league success if he's not throwing that changeup to offset the speed. So. Uh, news out of Pittsburgh is that Tyon will be the first one up. Yeah, and well, even Tyon just struck out eleven the other yeah, day. I'm sending no hitter. He's also been doing very well, but I think I think what it'll break down to is Tyon in late May, and mm-hmm. then we'll see Glasnow. Well, Tyon's got an extra year in the minors on his on his Ish. arm too. Ish because <laughs> of the injuries. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, no, I see your point. But yeah, I, I think I think we'll see Tyon in late May. And I think we'll see Glass now nice and comfy after that. July. Super two. July. I think you'll see him July. I think it'll be like after the All-Star break, change, mm-hmm. up the, change up the rotation. Not waiting long enough for expansion, but yeah, just, just seeing that. Mm-hmm. And and to be fair, it isn't just a one-way road. A lot of it is how long do Nicasio and Locke hold up. Yeah, exactly. Because Nicasio only threw, I believe, 110 or 20 innings last year. Or yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's, a, it's a lower number. So yeah, and we, by, and we can by, tell by July... Iffy. He yeah. should be there. You know, that's 20 starts. Yeah. So that, that'll all be interesting. Meadows is next year. We're losing Kutch in 2018, which crushes my soul. But that's just that's just the situation. Meadows has been developing too well. Kutch hasn't dropped off enough at his age. He's going to get a 10-year contract from somebody. Yeah. And there are teams that can afford dead years at the end of contracts, but the Pirates are not one of them. So yeah. unless he's willing to take another low home discount, which he's done before, if he's not willing to do that, and and I don't think there would be a Pirates fan mad at him if, if he left, but uh, they'd, be mad I, for I, they'd be mad for a minute. Yeah, uh, mm. but it, it happens. It's the nature of the. Nobody business. would be mad at him. People would be mad at Neil Huntington, who also would be making the right decision. I just, I just yeah. think it's one of those things where our interests have aligned for this long, but probably going to divert. Hate to see him go, but yeah, probably probably to somebody like the Yankees or some nonsense. No, come on. Uh, to replace Ellsbury? <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, yeah. So, so you've mentioned to the to the listeners that you're setting up your wild card. What have you What have you been tentatively looking at? So no, far? I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to. Talk about it? <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, just because I led them on this much, it would be fun to to leave them um, <laughs> leave them with anticipation. Uh, so, I thought I was being really original. And then you sent me your <laughs> your first draft, and I was, I was like, way way obtuse. Well, 
uh, yeah, and and then the places where I thought I was being obtuse, there were similar similarities. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, aside from the Liverpool guys, who, who I just inherently trust a bit more than you do. So my team, as I'm looking at it right now, by the way, I've been toying with this idea of picking up anybody on price rises and then switching them out the next day to try to make a quick buck. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody's really rising that quickly. No, unfortunately, it won't be till after after the Liverpool game. Then yeah. you'll, the Liverpool guys will probably go up, and then you only have one day to do it. So yeah, yeah it doesn't really it doesn't really help. And the Liverpool guys are the ones I want. Yeah. Yeah. But but I, I thought it was like an interesting way, like see if I could game the system, but it just didn't work out. But uh, what I'm looking at right now is Gomez and De Gea. I really wanted to bring in Adrian for one of them, but like mm-hmm. I said, Lanzini at four nine in the midfield. I, I needed that that. Price sink, quote unquote, there. Uh, and what, the reason I'm saying quote unquote is Lansing is a functional player. Like, yeah. a price sink is somebody that, like, target or what he was supposed to be, but then he got minutes. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I have Gomez and De Gea in net. Uh, in defense, I have Moreno, Alderweireld, Cresswell, Smalling, Fosumensa. I looked at Cathcart instead of Alderweireld. Um, but I'm not sure I want to double up with Cathcart and Gomez. But I might be starting De Gea over that period. So that, that's a, that's an iffy one for me. Like I said, keep your eye on the dire news because that will change that significantly. Across the midfield, I have Lanzini, Firmino, Payet, Willian, and De Bruyne. I know De Bruyne is on a single, but he, he's just been so incredible. And with the re-injury to Silva, the continued injury to uh, Nazri, Navas not being particularly good, Sterling obviously has fallen down the pecking order. I understand that they'll probably want to rotate out De Bruyne, but I don't think they can. Mm-mm. Um, so that's, that's why I have him in. Although the matchup against Arsenal is not something you love, but for this week and next week, I, I just think it's hard to not have a city player in there. Um, then up front, Defoe, Kane, Sturridge, and I've swapped Defoe and Dini like three times today. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's where I'm currently sitting. Where, what are you looking at at the moment? Uh, well, my first tentative one, I had uh, De Gea and Gomes in goal, Moreno, Smalling, Bellerin, Cresswell, and Cobble, Co- Co- Jonas Koble yeah. across the back. Uh, I'm keeping Bellerin uh, only because I like the matchup this week, so it doesn't make any sense to take him out now when he has a, a cushy matchup yeah. against Norwich. And don't, and don't forget, we both have a transfer next week. Yeah, for the listeners. Yeah, so we'll, like, yeah, if so something we'll have, doesn't work out, we do have some, some leeway. Yeah, and then across the middle... I have uh, William, Antonio, Payet. Uh, I have I have Kazri in there for to start, and Firmino, which is probably going to change. So uh, that I have that as my tentative, and then up top I have Kane, Defoe, and Aguero. And then I was going to switch out after this week because I like Aguero. Same thing with Bellerin. I was going to take a minus four because in double weeks it doesn't hurt you to take a minus four because the guy plays two games. If he makes minimum, blah, 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 blah. You heard this three episodes ago. <laughs> right. Um, so basically I have Kane, Defoe, and Aguero up top right now. Uh, my plan for after this week was to drop Bellerin and Aguero, bring in two other double-week guys. Um, yeah, two other double-week guys. And basically have I'll have 13 guys. On double or fourteen guys on double minus because Kane will be my only, only guy not on a double. Yeah, and, and this this is a big week to see how Tottenham do perform without Ali because if they struggle, I, I could easily see myself shifting Kane to to somebody in that mid level, and I'm really worried it's going to be Martial again. And I know better, and I just know I'm going to be dumb. Maybe Costa if he has a good week. 
that'll that'd probably be a pretty easy lateral move. What what's Cubs mm-hmm. on? Like 10, 10, 10 7 maybe? Kane's on ten three. So yeah, that, that that shouldn't be too difficult to, to make ten, it work. Ten five, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, so I, I could do that as is with point two in the bank. So um that will definitely be something to keep our eye on. Both of our teams are in flux, but if you had to guess a player that is A going to still be on your team and B that you'd like to captain, well where are you looking? Um Oh, it all depends on what I do to the midfield because I really would like to get Alex, Alexis Sanchez in. Mm. Um, but I'm keeping Aguero for one more week. So I probably would probably, if I don't bring in Sanchez, I'd, I'd captain Aguero. And so whatever one I don't, whatever one I have, and a better, but I, I think Sanchez is the captain this week against Norwich. Mm. Um, for me, it's entirely based on what we see tomorrow slash today as you're listening with Sturridge against Villarreal. If he gets pulled early, I think I'll be a lot more confident. But Sturridge um, up up against the Swansea side that just could not have showed up less last week. I don't know if they could have looked more disinterested if they wanted to. Um, so anyway, I, I think that matchup is, is a very tempting one. Could sw- swap to Firmino if I don't like, depending on what we're seeing uh, from that matchup. I think... De Bruyne against Southampton is a pretty tasty one as well. I am I would be okay with Pyatt if I hadn't just seen West Brom play exactly how they want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, right now I, I have it on Sturridge. All right, and with that, I suppose we shall bid you adieu. Adieu. Uh, adieu. <laughs> uh, with an I-E-U. Adieu. <laughs> Uh, but uh, tell the folks where they can peep your stuff, man. You can find me on rasball.com. Uh, everybody loves my stuff on bullpens. Kevin does too. It's, it's really help. It's really helpful. Posts on Fridays. Um, I cover all the soccer info you need, rankings, transfer ideas, general wittery of jokingness, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie. And on this podcast at the FPL Roundtable and somewhere probably at a Shoney's or a Waffle House somewhere. I, I don't know. I, I like waffles. I'm not going to lie. How could you not? Quick take on Sean Manet being called up. <sighs> Meh. Meh. Fair enough. I don't think him or Berrios are staying up right now. Well, I think Berrios may stay up. I, I like... I like Berrios a lot. He's got electric stuff. He's like Francisco Liriano mm. 2.0, 2.0. But when before Liriano had arm trouble. Right. And before he had Ray Sears to fix that arm trouble. <laughs> um, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I am Kevin DeVries at Kevroff on Twitter. You can find my fantasy writings at TheEaglesBeak.com as well as PlayTaga.com. Obviously, co-host of this with my man Rob. Uh, and you can listen to the EPL Roundtable where we cover all things Premier League. Uh, you can check that out on Mondays and Fridays. Well, you can check it out whenever you want. It just happens to go up on Mondays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow, we will have Jim Knight, who is a Leicester fan on, which will crush my entire spirit. And I expect to weep openly regarding that and the PSG rumors for Mauricio Pochettino. So be sure to tune into that with some ice cream uh, as I'll be sobbing into mine, watching my salty tears melt the goopy, creamy goodness within a bowl. Ha, let's not kid ourselves. It won't be in a bowl. It's, it'll be from the carton. Let's nice. let's keep it real. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, come back next week uh, when we're going to be both using our bench boosts, which will be a fun time. We'll, we'll talk even more about Match Week 37. 
and how to deal with that. And we'll probably complain about how our teams are already screwed based on what happened in Metric 36. We'll come back next week for plenty more fantasy advice. Hopefully we'll be in better moods and with more hilarious shenaniganry. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.